you look at the side effects of these things, blood clots, myocarditis, inflammation of hearts, increase in miscarriages from 10 to 80% in the first trimester, increases in cancer, increases in autoimmune diseases, uh, ovarian dysfunction, most likely infertility. And that's not to mention the genocidal potential effect of antibody dependent enhancement. Why the hell would you put that into a child when they have a 100% near 100% chance of recovery from, from an infection that is safer than influenza virus? Welcome to the Health Ranger Report here on Brighton.tv. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighton, and I built this platform so that we could talk to the kind of guests that we're going to be speaking with in just one minute. It's Dr. Zev Zelenko. That's right, the Dr. Zelenko. You've seen his videos all over Brighton, all over the internet. He's been outspoken, but also very careful in his speech to have evidence behind what he is explaining to people about this vaccine about spike proteins, about the pandemic, about the agenda behind all of it. And this is a very fast moving topic. And so we invited him here on Brighton.tv to speak with us today with the latest information uh, about what he sees happening and what the implications are and how he's trying to solve this problem as well with nutritional solutions and education and empowering people like you so that you might survive this global pandemic. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this break with Dr. Zev Zelenko. This is Brighton.tv. All right. Welcome back, folks. We are joined now by Dr. Zev Zelenko or Vladimir Zelenko, MD.com is his website. He's also got ZStackLife.com, which is his nutritional supplements line. We'll, we'll talk about that today. Dr. Zelenko, it's an honor, sir, to have you on today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Well, now for the intro, I'm not going to go in, into all that. I think almost all our viewers know you now. They've seen many of your videos. They've seen uh, you, you challenging the status quo and trying to empower people and save lives. Could you give us a quick summary in your view of where you think we stand right now with a lot of the recent revelations about the NIH funding of the gain of function research, the vaccines uh, appearing to produce some antibody-dependent enhancement effects, and so on. Where do you think we stand today? This is uh, the end of October 2021. So first I want to give the disclaimer that I don't want anyone to believe a word that I'm saying. I want you to take the information I'm giving you and do your own due diligence and, and vet what I'm saying. So that don't make the same mistake with me as you do with the government. In other words, use your own minds and, and come to conclusions. But I will give you very specific information that I, I hope that you would uh, at least investigate. Um, we, you know, 18 months ago, I would have been called a conspiracy theorist for saying that this is a COVID-19 is an artificially made bioweapon, which I did say. But now um, not even the liberal media will disagree with because we have a patent trail that takes us through the conversion of a bad coronavirus into a human infecting virus. And then its lethality augmented to destroy human lung tissue and cause blood clots um, and then it's released. So what we've been dealing with is a, a bioterrorism global war. I would even call it World War III, because if you think about it, 204 countries are fighting the same invisible enemy. But what's the real pandemic here is the pandemic of pathologic fear that COVID-19 was been designed create. And then if you studied psychological warfare, then um, 
chronic fear combined with human isolation leads to the psychological destruction or decompensation of a person's mind. So that's exactly, we're going through a period where we're witnessing a mass psychosis where intelligent people stop using their own powers of analytical thought and deductive reasoning and blindly adhere to certain uh, recommendations from the government just so they release their own inner anxiety. That's why, for example, if you challenge someone's um, belief on the, let's say, the vaccine, they get belligerent because what you're really doing is you're taking them back into a, an anxiety state that they don't want to be in. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you, you, you've hit upon something here that's, I think, crucial to all of this. This deferment to authority has become the default stance of people. But you mentioned uh, isolation, which was part of the lockdown strategy, uh, but also a massive amount of, of fear from the media, but also social pressure. So they've recruited people's friends and family members and employers in order to uh, accentuate this pressure and to uh, require deferment to authority. It's really malicious. It's more than that. It's a crime against humanity. You know, the, after World War II, the Geneva Convention passed laws against experimentation, human experimentation, without informed consent. That's exactly what we're witnessing, because these vaccines that were brought to market in less than a year, when the historical medical precedent is at least 10 years, um, did not go through a thorough vetting. And the main concern here is something called antibody-dependent enhancement, which has world authorities very concerned and screaming potential genocide. Dr. Luke Montague, who won the Nobel Prize in 2008 for finding HIV, says this is the biggest risk to humanity in the history of humanity. Dr. Robert Malone, who actually was part of the team that invented the mRNA technology, is telling people, don't use this vaccine. The government is lying to you. It's too dangerous. Michael Yidden, who is the vice president of Pfizer, says for every one child that dies naturally from COVID, 100 die from the vaccine. So there is really no justification here to expose innocent people to an experiment now, if someone wants to be part of this experiment and is aware of all the facts, that's their choice. But to use coercion, to use social pressure, to uh, threaten people's uh, livelihood, employment, academia, academic positions, children not going to school, um, your ability to socialize and so on, that is an act of terror. That is an act of terror designed for the purpose of manipulating people to choose to take the vaccine, not for medical reasons, but for reasons of reducing their own inner anxiety. But so whenever we evaluate any therapeutic, let's say, we have to look at it from three angles. One is it medically necessary. Two, does it work? And three, what, you know, is it safe? And based on those, that analysis, we can come to a risk versus benefit understanding. So for example, if you take a demographic like healthy children, 18 and under, according to the CDC, their likelihood of recovery from COVID with no treatment is 99.998%. What would be the justification to inject an experimental substance into a child when they have a near 100% chance recovery from something? There's not even the potential of an upside to that or, or a minuscule potential, but, but it actually brings up the bigger question. If we had had no vaccines whatsoever, 
and had simply allowed doctors to prescribe ivermectin or allowed people to talk about zinc or, or vitamin D or zinc ionophores or quercetin or whatever, where would we be today with no vaccine but just allowing medical freedom to function? Well, the data is clear. Uh, we have uh, dozens of peer-reviewed papers that show an 85% reduction in hospitalization and death if high-risk patients are treated with antiviral drugs within the first few days of the onset of symptoms. Uh, let me uh, give you a better uh, explanation. We have 700,000 dead Americans, let's say. We could have saved 600,000 from even going to the hospital. And, and that's 700,000 so far. Now, uh, uh, NPR was reporting earlier today that hospital emergency rooms are overflowing now with patients who have very serious expression of non-COVID uh, diseases and sicknesses. And uh, this is happening uh, nationwide. And of course, they can't figure it out. It's not related to COVID. Why is it so serious now? Uh, do you believe that this is the beginning or, or these are the beginning signs of antibody dependent enhancement or is it something else? I think we're already um, living through it. For example, um, there was a study that came out of Vietnam last week that said that people that were vaccinated and got COVID had 251 times the amount of virus when compared to people who were unvaccinated and got COVID. In other words, the vaccinated population are getting much more ill and sick and, and ending up in the hospital in the ICU. And they're the ones that are spreading because they have a huge viral loads. They're spreading it to everyone else. Yes. Well, and in Australia, I want to bring this up because this is relevant to what you were just saying. I think it's Dr. Young in Australia of Queensland. She said just recently, she said that they're going to make sure that virus is brought into Queensland because vaccinated people are going to spread it and they're going to make sure that every person in Queensland is infected. Now, that's a paraphrase, but her, her exact quote is not far from that. Here, here it is. We will be bringing in virus and vaccinated people. Every single Queenslander is going to get exposed to the COVID-19 virus and will get infected. That's a quote from political leaders in Australia. Isn't that an admission that they're waging biowarfare against their own people? No one is even hiding that anymore. Listen, Mike, let me tell you what I believe. Let me paint a broader, let's say, theological picture. We are in the middle of an old war, a, I would say, a war against God. And, and the reason why I say that is there are two systems of thought that have collided and can't or no longer could coexist. There's one system that believes that we're made in the image of God, which implies that life has sanctity, which means we have human rights, which means it's not in my or your purview to decide how many of us belong on the planet and how long we should live. The other system, one based on Darwin's uh, theories of survival of the fittest or Galton's eugenics, basically says that there is a hierarchy in human genetics or based on survivability and those on top of the hierarchy can dictate what happens to, to the others. It sounds a little familiar because in 80 years ago, that's exactly what the Nazis uh, believed, that they believed they were on top of the food chain. They were superhuman. They could enslave the humans and, and destroy the subhumans. So 
Um, if anyone thinks that that type of mentality went away, they're, they're wrong. It's just resurfaced now, in a, in a, not in an anti-Semitic way, but in a very interesting way. There's a group of, uh, I would say, devolved pagans or sociopaths that really believe that they're uh, on a level of illumination and, and con level of advanced consciousness that allows them to dictate to others how many of us belong on the planet and how long we should live and what we could eat. So, for example, Bill Gates in 2015, I know you reported it many times, said that the world population needs to be reduced by 15% due to global warming with, through the use of vaccines. 2020, the same sociopath said that 7 billion people need to be vaccinated. So one simple question is, why would I take a vaccine for my health from someone who's advocating for the reduction of the world population? Good question. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up theology because that's where I really want to ask you some more questions about this. Because not only are you, are you a physician, but you're also a, a, a spiritual person and you recognize the divinity in life all around us. And that's very important. I mean, I can't overstate how important that is. But even in the Old Testament, in Leviticus, I believe, it, it talks about, you know, don't eat or drink the blood of animals. And it talks about what is clean versus unclean, you know, blood or in infected blood without it using terms of virology or microbiology. And then now we fast forward to today and we have these blood altering scientists essentially proclaiming that they are gods and that they can then override the uh, God's creation of your expression of humanity in, in the image of God. But that's, that's inferior now, according to, you know, these crazed scientists, that they are the new gods and they have to give you immunity. They have to program your body. What do you make of, of all of that? So it's exactly uh, the, t the first thing that tyrannical and totalitarian movements do is they try to remove God from the picture. Because if you bow down to God, you're not going to bow down to them. And how do they do that? They use fear. And by inducing fear, you shift, you could shift the person from divine consciousness to a codependent cultish uh, uh, reliance on corrupt oligarchs and corrupt governments and the golden calf of the vaccines. So what I really see is that humanity is being tested. Each individual is being tested to see your resolve, who are you going to bow down to? Are you going to bow down to your creator who's giving you life and you're going to take your fears and ask the creator for resilience and strength and perseverance and, and, and protection? Or are you going to bow down to people like Bill Gates or other sociopaths um, and rely on their future inventions? And, and if that's the case, well, let's see how that turns out for you. But I think that's really the challenge here. I think that this, this society has drifted to outright paganism, idolatry, and child sacrifice. And I don't, I'm not mincing words here. I'm not saying things like exaggerating. If, if you have a virus um, and a vaccine, and the vaccine kills 100 more children for every one child that would die from the virus, what would you call that? I call that child sacrifice. Well, and... and I agree with you that that is child sacrifice, but it, it's also from a spiritual point of view, typically this involves the parent consenting to the sacrificial destruction of their own child. So the, the parent is, is actually handing over their child to the regime that is sacrificing their children in the name of worshiping the gods of science. And so it, it's not even just the, the child, right? So in, entire families 
are in essence, uh, in some ways, sometimes through coercion and threats, but they're consenting to evil, to the destruction of their own offspring. Animals um, have a certain nature. They protect their young instinctively. I would ask human beings to at least act like animals. In the sense that in, in decent societies, parents will sacrifice so that their children will have a better future. Uh, a parent derives pleasure from the fact seeing that their offspring reach higher spiritual and material accomplishments, let's say. That's normal decency. In evil pagan societies, the children are sacrificed for the purpose of the adults. And, and right now today, we're on the verge of the FDA very likely making an, quote, approval decision for these vaccines to be approved for, I think, five to 11 year olds. And there's no, there's no doubt they're going to, to have that, quote, approval, even without any supporting evidence of the risk, risk versus benefits analysis that you previously mentioned. Doesn't this turn America? I mean, you, you could argue that America is already the world capital of child sacrifice through other activities such as abortion and infanticide and so on. But now you add the, the vaccine-induced destruction of children by the millions to that how, how can we not face the wrath of God as a nation if that, if that takes place? You know, in the, in the Torah, it talks about in the Old Testament, the, the Saddam and Gomorrah were, were destroyed. So the Talmud asks the question, why were they destroyed? So one opinion was because of immorality. And then it says, no, because the whole world was immoral. Why were they singled out? So the answer is they codified immorality into the law of the land. Uh, okay. And that's exactly what's happening here. We're, we're watching the normalization and legalization of depravity, of mass murder, of infanticide, of abortion, of, of killing the unborn. And so that's been the law of the land. And so I'm not God's accountant, can't know why he does stuff, but I could tell you that uh, Killing those that need the most protection doesn't in, in bring divine favor. It's, it's even everything you, that you just said, I think is right on the mark, but there, there's even more to it. I know you're aware of this, but just to remind our viewers, it's also harvesting tissue from living human babies. Uh, the FDA did this. The FDA had a person who would acquire human you know, baby heads and parts and so on. And these tissues of murdered babies are used in the research and development of the vaccines. And in, in some vaccines, it's actually aborted human fetal tissue, such as MRC5 and WI38 and so on, that is then injected back into other children. So it's all, it almost sounds like the matrix where the living are liquefied to be injected in, in I'm sorry, the, the dead or the previous living are liquefied to be injected into the current living. And it's almost like a child sacrifice but it's a blood ritual on top of that, isn't it? Right. So I have to tell you that, practically speaking, any parent should, every parent should say no, not consent to their children getting vaccinated, and homeschool them if necessary. Sacrifice in the present so that your children will have a future. Yes. That their fertility will be intact. It's your obligation as a parent to protect the young. There's no justification, zero justification, according to world experts, to inject young or anyone, but especially children, with a poison death shot. 
If you look at the side effects of these things, blood clots, myocarditis, inflammation of hearts, increase in miscarriages from 10 to 80% in the first trimester, increases in cancer, increases in autoimmune diseases, uh, ovarian dysfunction, most likely infertility. And that's not to mention the genocidal potential effect of antibody-dependent enhancement. Why the hell would you put that into a child when they have a 100%, near 100% chance of recovery from, from an infection that is safer than influenza virus? Exactly, exactly. Now, that's a great segue. We're going to shift gears here. I want to ask you about uh, zstacklife.com and your nutritional approach because nutrition has been swept out of the picture here. Even natural immunity has been attacked, and we've been told that vaccines are the only thing that could possibly work, even though the, the data do not support that. But you've been working to empower people with some basic nutritional solutions that support normal immune function. Can, can you tell us, what is ZStack? Uh, ZStackLife.com is the website, folks, if you want to check this out. Uh, but what is, how did this come about, and what's in the ZStack? So in, in March of 2020, I was... Uh, and I became the doctor for the worst breakout outbreak um, in America. A small community in upstate New York became the epicenter of, uh, of a massive uh, COVID-19 outbreak. And, and we had thousands of sick patients with no treatment. So well, everyone knows the story, but I basically ended up innovating a hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and azithromycin protocol which immediately reduced hospitalizations, prevented hospitalizations and death by 85%, 84%. And I ended up uh, communicating that with the White House and, and having influence over President Trump, President Bolsonaro I treated, and many other world leaders. So um, what happened was it was so effective that the ghoul, I call him Governor Cuomo, ex-Governor Cuomo issued an executive order um, preventing pharmacies from dispensing hydroxychloroquine. Now, there was basic science behind it. Just quickly, it's the zinc that kills the virus. You need hydroxychloroquine to actually deliver the zinc inside the cell. It's called the zinc ionophore. However, uh, it didn't help my patients because they didn't have access anymore. So I was forced to innovate. And I looked at the, on the NIH server. I found papers talking about something called quercetin with vitamin C that acts as a zinc ionophore, which basically is a zinc delivery system. It gets zinc into the cell. I had never heard of quercetin, so I Google it, and I see it's an over-the-counter supplement, a, a derivative of apple peels, to bioflavonoid. And, and I, I sat back and I said, oh my God, I just found the cure, not for COVID, but for tyranny. Because now I can tell you, Mike, you know, go to the vitamin shop and buy this stuff, it's over-the-counter, because there's really two, re two reasons, two risk factors to die from COVID. One is the moronic doctor you choose that delays treatment, and two is the tyrannical government that you live under, which blocks access to care, to medicines. So all of a sudden I can circumvent that and I can tell you, go and empower, empower you to go and buy quercetin and let's say vitamin C, that makes the gun, the zinc gun, and then zinc and vitamin D3. And I open sourced all that information. I wasn't looking to monetize anything. And I felt it was imperative that everyone knew about it. However, what happened was patients started letting me know that they couldn't find everything in one place. They, there were too many options, too many C's, vitamin C's and zincs and, and D's. They couldn't put the puzzle together. Yeah, and also people, the right ratios are, are a big part of the question that consumers have. I've noticed that as well. The dosing is very important. Yes. So I was asked to put, make it easier for people, put it all in one pill, which I did. 
And now that's how ZStack was born. It, it was born out of literal oppression and tyranny and the help, the need to help people. And so I priced it uh, less than if you had to buy the individual components. And it's all in one package and it has my endorsement and my name. I make sure that it's at the highest levels of, of standards. And it has remarkable success with people. And it, it's used for prophylaxis and it's used for treatment. Now, oh, Dr. Zev, I'm sorry to interrupt. We're out of time for this segment. Uh, I just want to mention to people, uh, zstacklife.com is the website where you can learn more about what Dr. Zev is talking about. Uh, thank you for watching Brighttown.tv today. This continues on Brighttown.com as an extended conversation. Take care. All right, Dr. Zev, sorry to interrupt you there. Now, uh, this is the extended version. So uh, please, please continue with what, what you're going to uh, share with us about how people are using this nutritional combination to support their normal immune response. Well, 70% of the adult population is zinc deficient. Um, similar amount are vitamin D deficient. So that really puts a person at risk because in the winter, for example, in the northern states or, or northern countries, um, people get more sick. So the, the usual thinking is there's more viral infections during the winter, which is true. But there's another component. It's a low vitamin D season. Your right. Vitamin D is, is absolutely essential to normal immune function. And so we found this papers proving this, that uh, high normal levels of vitamin D between 50 and 70 virtually eliminate ICU admissions. So to have a normal, a high normal level of vitamin D3, it's not a COVID thing. It's a general immune system well-being uh, thing. And, and so I think that's essential. That's why vitamin D3 is in it. Um, zinc, well, everyone's deficient, but in addition, zinc is, inhibits a very important enzyme inside the cell called RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. And what that is, is that viruses like COVID, all the strains of COVID, all the strains of influenza, and even RSV use the same enzyme, the same pathway to make copies of itself. So all of a sudden, if I throw a monkey wrench and I block that pathway, I've shut down viral replication for three major viruses. Doing so, you, you allow for the immune system to naturally get rid of uh, the low viral load and the person never develops complications. The problem with zinc, it doesn't get into the cell. So you need the ionophore, right? You need the zinc ionophore. You need the, it's a gun and a bullet. If I just give you bullets with no gun, it's not going to help you. <laughs> and if I give you a gun with no bullets, it's not going to help you. You well, need the synergy. Don't, don't tell Alec Baldwin about all that. He's, he's very confused about which guns have bullets. But um, the, look, here, here's my smoothie. This is what I'm drinking every day. It's got turmeric. It's got vitamin D. It's avocados, whey protein. And guess what, Dr. Zeb? I am growing hydroponically all kinds of bok choy and lettuce greens, like very, very rich greens, and I blend them up in here. I'm actually drinking salads every day with this right now with turmeric and flax seeds and things like that. So, and I'm trying to spread the word on that too. But what you are doing, you know, why couldn't we have had, even in India, they, didn't they give people ivermectin and vitamin D, just handed it out to the population? We should have had your Z-Stack available for free at every post office or something, just go pick it up. You know what I mean? They could have spent only a few billion dollars on that instead of trillions upon trillions upon tr with the economic collapse and, and the medical costs and the massive deaths and so on. It's crazy that we didn't just have good nutrition, in my view. Well, 
look, again, you're looking at the world through the eyes of a decent person. If, and so it's difficult to understand how such malevolence and malfeasance could be uh, perpetrated on innocent people. However, the people that are orchestrating this have a very precise agenda, which is to decrease the world population, to enslave and the rest of us, and also make them infertile. Um, and that fits into their eugenics playbook. And this right. is not, a, I'm a conspiracy realist, not a theorist. No, I, I, I get it, yeah. Well, the, see, you've, this conclusion that you just stated, I think almost everybody watching this agrees with that conclusion. But what's fascinating is how many people uh, like yourself who are very evidence-driven, rational, uh, critical thinkers, even skeptical thinkers, I would state, have come to the same conclusion over time as the evidence has become irrefutable. Because once you realize the mechanisms that have been put into place, at some point you have to assign motive. Why would they deny treatment with ivermectin? Why would they not want to save lives with hydroxychloroquine? Why? It's got to come to motive. They are trying to kill people. There's no other conclusion that fits what we've seen. So basically me and many others actually have reverse engineered the worst crime in history. Because so when this started, uh, no one really knew anything. But if you look back, you see, wait a minute, life-saving medications are being suppressed. Information about life-saving treatments is being suppressed. Anyone who dares voice a different narrative than the government, be it Dr. Robert Malone, the world expert who made the mRNA vaccine, he's deplatformed. And then the horrific side effects of these, uh, of these poison death shots are being manipulated and suppressed and then you have to ask yourself, why? What's going on? And then all the social coercion to, to take a, a liquid that has, doesn't work, has horrific side effects, and you don't need it, and you're using pressure of the government, basically a gun being put to your head, to take it. There's only one conclusion here. And the government is not acting in the best interest of the citizens. It's serving other masters. Well, who do you think they're serving besides maybe Satan? I mean, what? Ultimately, it is Satan, but you have to ask yourself a question. Who has, there are four basically huge elements to this that have to be manipulated. There's the media, both social and mainstream, academia, because you need the fraudulent papers to be able to justify uh, political policies, politicians uh, that are completely irrational. And then you have the industry that uh, facilitates all this pharmaceutical industry and many other industries. So who do, you, who do we know that can possibly influence and manipulate such huge sectors of humanity? There's not, the, really the list of usual suspects is very narrow. It's only around 150 people. And in reality, it's gonna be, um, look, if you do your research, you'll see that BlackRock and Vanguard, two major companies, basically own everything on the planet. And they both invest in each other through this scam of circular ownership. And so they literally have a vested interest in Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> in other words, they have a vested interest in all sides of everything. And then you have to ask yourself, who controls them? I'll let people find out. Just look, do your due diligence and find out who the major stakeholders are in Vanguard and BlackRock and you'll narrow in on the, on the people that are responsible for this. Well, 
when people try to research that, they'll find out that a lot of that is actually secret. And it's the same kind of secret of who owns all the central banks around the world, by the way. It's all the same people, like you said. But let me ask you this question, Dr. Zev. How will this be stopped? Or what is your estimate of you know, how, how, quote, successful will these globalists be in their goal to apparently uh, decimate the human population? And w will they ultimately be stopped and will they ultimately be brought to justice in your view? It depends what we do. It depends how submissive we're going to be. There's many more of us than them. And so what, what we need is organized civil disobedience, hopefully in a nonviolent way. And basically not give in to... No one is yet holding people down and putting needles in their arms, in this country at least. Not yet. The reason, why, the reason why we're not like Australia, that this country has 450 million guns in the hands of, of law-abiding citizens. So it's pretty reasonable to assume, I can only speak for myself, let's say, that if someone comes into my house and threatens the lives of my children by poisoning them with a shot, there'll be different shots given. Well, there's, there's no question that if they were to try to assault Americans with a, a deadly vaccine cocktail or what they call a vaccine, that is assault with a deadly weapon. And uh, I, don't, I don't know about, well, I guess you just said it, but I'm, I'm with you. If someone tries to assault me with a deadly weapon, I have the right of self-defense. And uh, I, I will exert that right as a, a last option in order to, uh, to stop violence against myself or my family members. But you're right. I think millions of Americans, may, maybe over 150 million Americans agree with that. But they're using so many other tactics other than just brute force. <laughs> we have to stop listening to the garbage. Stop listening. If you want to know where evil is, just listen to anyone who's increasing fear. Anyone who's trying to make you scared you should reject and run away from them because what they're doing is trying to use psychological warfare to manipulate your behavior. And what we need to do is, first of all, we may need to sacrifice in the present, but we'll have at least a future. And like-minded people have to coalesce and create their own societies within societies. In other words, get together with like-minded parents and make homeschools. Believe me, there won't be any school massacres at home because you're going to protect your own children with your legal firearms. Well, what about the idea of, of health freedom sanctuaries? Because remember, the, the political left created uh, immigration sanctuary cities and entire states when Trump was president. And they said immigration law does not apply in these cities or states. Uh, couldn't, couldn't we, the people in the free states, you know, the red states, couldn't towns or counties just declare themselves to be health freedom zones that do not follow uh, the FDA tyranny? Is that possible? Sure. I mean, I actually think that we are self-segregating ourselves into pockets. Uh, let's call them cities of refuge of God consciousness and liberty and freedom and continents of tyranny. And there are going to be pockets of people of like-minded uh, who want to live a God-centered life, who don't want to bow down to idols or or pagans or, or sacrifice their children and let the rest of the people do whatever they want. But we could then create our own society. In other words, we can do business with ourselves. We can, there's so many of us, in reality, we can create every industry, recreate every industry in a, in a, in a, on a base, basis of freedom. In other words, don't submit to the tyranny. Say no. We may have to do that anyway, depending on how many 
vaccine takers actually survive the long-term effects of those vaccines. You know, if you think about it, I'm even wondering how many people who took the vaccine are going to be able to function as productive members of society after if they even survive a couple of years, you know, about their reduced vascular function, reduced cognitive function, and so on. Can they even do a job? So first of all, I think according to the CDC whistleblower, there's already 50,000 dead Americans from the vaccine. However, we know that that's only a slice, a small percentage of actually what's being reported. Because the VAERS 2009 Harvard study showed that only 1% of adverse events are actually reported. Granted that probably death is reported at a higher rate, but what, what is that rate? No one ever did that study. So I'm gonna be very generous and say that it's 20%. So that means whatever number we know, you have to multiply by a factor of five to get the true number. So the, according to the whistleblowers, 50,000 dead already. According to the government, they admit to 16,000, 17,000. So let me ask you a question. What's the threshold of death? 1976, we had the swine flu vaccine killed 26 people, the entire program was scrubbed. According to the government, they're already admitting to 17,000. According to the whistleblower, 50,000. According to common sense, knowing that things are being underreported, it's more of, more likely 250,000. Already well, actually, dead. The, those data of the 50,000, uh, those, those data are also a couple of months outdated already because that that was what attorney uh, thomas renz was talking about the medicare whistleblower i believe correct and that data came from august i think it was or, or let me tell you in taiwan they just published a paper last week that more people have died from the vaccine than from COVID 19. yes our response to COVID 19 has killed multiples of people more than actually COVID 19 because the the lockdowns have caused tremendous collateral damage. If you ask any emergency room doctor, the real pandemics are child abuse, spousal abuse, alcohol, substance abuse, suicide. And how about all the collateral damage from preventable illnesses that we're very good at treating? Uh, cancer screening, diabetes, cardiac care, elective surgeries that are not being done because of lack of access to care. And that's not even to count the psychological trauma of families losing their livelihoods. That's right. That's right. So this is an absolute disaster designed to devastate our economy and the psychology of decent human beings. This is World War III. In, in, indeed, it, it is. And it's being waged against not just the public, but also against people like you and I who are daring to speak the truth. So my last question for you today, Dr. Zev, if, I hope you don't mind, but kind of a personal question. How are you doing? Because you're, you're carrying, you've taken on an incredible responsibility. You've demonstrated a, a tremendous amount of courage, but it's a big responsibility. Of course, you're being smeared and attacked, and as all of us are, by the same system that's trying to mass murder humanity. But how are you handling this in your role that, that God has chosen for you? I have metastatic cancer, and it was diagnosed four years ago, and it's recurred. Um, and my, I have pulmonary artery sarcoma has a 100% mortality rate, always found at autopsy. So the fact I'm still talking to you um, is, is a miracle. And so I understand how precious life is. I understand how precious priceless time is. I just found out last week that I'm on an assassination list that came out of uh, Germany. 
together with President Trump, uh, his son, Trump Jr., Governor DeSantis, Rand Paul, a few other people. And um, so I, to me, I take that as a badge of honor that I'm over target, that, that basically I'm staring the, the Satan right in the eye and saying no. And I'm not afraid of dying. You know, listen, life is a terminal disease. You know, you begin to die from the moment you're born. So it's not that important how many days or hours you live on the planet. What's important is that you use that finite time to be able to connect to the infinite and then basically have eternity and, and eternal life. So this, this pit stop of what we call life um, is very important what we do, but I'm not going to succumb to fear. And I'm not going to allow for... Um, fear to prevent me from speaking out and trying to protect the innocent. Wise words, Dr. Zelenko, and I, I, people are taking that to heart. And I, I think these are words that every, every person would seek to live by every day, whether or not they're facing this particular situation or a terminal diagnosis, like you said, but words to live by every day. If you, if you don't live with courage and truth, what is a life? What does it mean at all? I'll, I'll share two ideas with you. I saw that it says the, the wicked are called dead even when they're living. <laughs> right. The righteous are called alive even after they're dead. Yeah. And I want to leave uh, with the following sentiment from King David. It says, turn away from bad, do good, and live. It's a very good prescription. Turn away from bad in this case. Uh, don't succumb to fear. Don't isolate yourself from the people you love. And don't take the poison death shot. Do good. If you're in the high-risk category, take simple uh, measures for prophylaxis. If you get sick, God forbid, start immediate treatment. Don't wait for the uh, disease to spread, and then you'll live. All right, Dr. Zelenko, thank you so much for your time today, and blessings to you for all, all the gifts that you're providing humanity through your knowledge and your courage, and people need examples. Uh, for, you know, you demonstrating this has more of a healing effect than, than you might imagine. Just, just standing up against this is it, its own healing, in addition to all everything else. The nutrition, uh, zstacklife.com is the website, folks, where you can find out more about nutrition. And again, blessings, and thank you so much, Dr. Zev. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America. All right. Uh, thank you, folks, for watching. Feel free to repost this interview anywhere you'd like. I'm really touched by uh, what Dr. Zev just shared with us there. And, and again, thank you for all your support. We are fighting for humanity. And the person you just saw, Dr. Zev, is one of the true heroes of humanity right now in this most precious time and, and pivotal time for the future of our civilization. So thank you for watching. I'm Mike Adams, Brighton.com. Take care, everybody. Survival Nutrition is our new free audiobook that you can download right now from survivalnutrition.com. In this nearly eight-hour audiobook, you will learn life-saving secrets of how to use food, nutrients, plant molecules, trace minerals, and chemical compounds to save your life, even in a total collapse scenario. I'm Mike Adams, the Health Ranger, and I'm the author of Survival Nutrition. I founded and run a multi-million dollar food science laboratory, and I'm the author of the best-selling science book, Food Forensics. I'm also a prepper, a patriot, and a survivalist. 
I can teach you how to survive what's coming by growing your own food, medicine, and antibiotics that can help keep you healthy and alive even during the worst of times. At survivalnutrition.com, you'll be able to instantly download the full free audiobook as MP3 files. Keep a copy of all these files on your local hard drive and print out the full guide just in case we lose the power grid. Survivalnutrition.com